0: It's already going. We're live. We're rolling. All right. All right.
1: Welcome to the Colton and Joshua episode 92. I never. I honestly never know. This is the worst. I was gonna. I specifically was gonna check. Yes, it is 92 because I, I wanted it to be good, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. So this is the, the episode we've mentioned already once or twice with the man, the myth, the legend, Joseph Cortez. Um, we were already talking a little bit beforehand. Just we're just chilling. Um, Learn a little bit about each other but this is our, the official start,
0: I guess. Um, so right on. Well, I'm really excited to be on the show guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being <laughs> here, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess to start off with just uh, just, uh, just tell them a little bit about yourself, what, what you do, what's going on with you.
0: Yeah. So my name is Joseph Cortez. I'm 20 years old. I turned 21 at September. I own a couple of businesses and, uh, I work out pretty much every day and that's about all that goes on in my life right now. Yes. Sounds like a, I sounds like a lot of
1: fun, I must admit.
0: Yeah. yeah <laughs> I wish um I wish it could be a little bit more fun. Uh yeah, I, don't we all right? I think we can all kind of agree that kind of waiting for things to get back to normal, kind of waiting for things to reopen back up and But, you know, what can you do besides try to make the the most out of every situation? That's what I'm trying to do. hope that's what you guys are trying to do. Same for everybody listening. I hope the same goes for everybody. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, that's that's all we can do right now. Hope, hope (laughs) and pray for the situations to to be better. Hopefully, now that the vaccines are getting distributed, maybe that'll make some sort of a difference. We'll see.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Uh I'm looking forward to it, whatever it may be. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, you guys know we run – Nicole and Josh, I hear the podcast
0: you're listening to. Um,
2: so Joseph here runs a little bit of a like branch, a network
0: of podcasts, I've been told. So uh, you want to tell him a little bit about that? Yeah, so Strive Network is a company that we formed last October. So we're a little bit over a year old, I guess about a year and a half almost. Uh, we run weekly shows from sports to business, I mean, NFL, NBA, college football, and It's just a network that we're trying to grow slowly, but consistently. We want it to be a big conglomerate that can hopefully take over ESPN 20 years, 30 years down the road. But um, obviously, we're not going to make big chunks right now. But um, with that being said, we're just taking the necessary steps to be able to get there one day. Some of those steps include having to venture out into other businesses to acquire the capital to be able to do that. So that's something that I do. you know, like I told you, I run a couple businesses from marketing to consulting to a clothing company I started just a couple months ago. Uh, and then a couple of other companies that I helped to co found that are kind of running in my background here. But um, yeah, that, that's what I do. It's uh, a lot of fun, something I've been doing since I graduated high school or even before. But um, full time entrepreneur, kind of in my blood. Uh, really just love everything about it. So that's why I do it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 hope you take
2: over ESPN one day, and I can say that uh, that we that we had the, the the new the new man and the new CEO in in town here on the podcast.
0: That'd be okay. that'd be awesome, Well, Whenever that day comes, I'll have to see what kind of openings we've got for anchors and broadcasters and whatnot. You guys are always welcome at the table. Ah, thank oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um. Oh yeah, that'll be my flex. I'll, I'll,
1: yeah this this will be a this will be a, it'll be a big deal we got we have connections now we have connections um yeah. so I, i'm gonna i'll try and put the the link to your podcast in the description so you guys if you want to listen to his stuff um please do i i've listened to like one like one or two episodes i'm not a big podcast listener um like yeah, just this time of the year <laughs> um but it was it was a lot of fun it was, it was very informative um and that's yes yeah, so we guys get to listen to today about growing brands and learning more about the business side of things that'll be and it'll be very um <laughs> informative and hopefully we can have some entertaining spin on it as well. Um so so um I yeah we I wrote a few questions. This this is a debate I see a lot just like around um social media and, and the internet. Do you think it's better to post like more high quality content or like more like quantity like quantity versus quality what do you what do you think what's your opinion on that whole thing
0: yeah that is a very important question and I do see that come up a lot of the times too and there's really two sides of it is it do you try and make yourself look as good as possible or you just try and show everything about you um and in my personal experience the more that I've tried faking it the less successful I was at you know, growing on social media or, or whatever that may be. The more genuine I was, uh, the more people could connect with me. The more connections I've made, the more people I've had reach out to me asking for advice or guidance on anything. So what I would recommend for both of you guys, I mean, obviously you guys are probably trying to grow your personal brands, is just post as much as possible. Uh, there were stretches of time in the past couple of weeks where I would be posting like five to six times a day. And I've just been so busy with... Um, helping get another business up and off the ground and running. So I haven't had too much time dedicated to posting a lot of content, but I can tell you that in my experience of doing that, uh, you know, like I just told you, the results are just going to be tenfold. So that's what I would do. Um, Yeah. Quantity over quality. Always.
2: I like that. Um, We, we definitely have experience with both on this show. Um, If you guys are listeners that have been here for the long haul, you know that in the beginning uh, we were definitely a, a big quantity podcast to start with. Um, obviously, we were putting out, you know, shows every other day. Um, stuff just, it, it was flowing in, right? But the thing is, it wasn't necessarily the highest of, of quality stuff. You know, right in the beginning, we were kind of being we're a little bit repetitive with playlist. our ideas and this yeah. and that. Um, but now, obviously, we're some 90 episodes in, and whether, you know, the stuff worse and we're 17 and 16 years old as a lot of you guys know we've got school going on and stuff has slowed down we, we post two to three times a week now um obviously down a little bit from what it used to be but obviously our, our our thing is a lot more quality at this point um our ideas are better and you know the NFL slowing down right now obviously we're in the off season which is a pretty crazy period of time right now um but overall usually you know it's going to die down stuff the ideas are going to be have to get a little bit more creative as usual but I, I definitely do feel like we're currently a little bit less quantitative and a lot more qualitative. Like, we mm-hmm. our shows are a lot more qu- like quality than they than they yeah. ever have been right now. Yeah. But definitely looking to get a little bit more quantity is something that is going to have to be looked so into. Let so. me
0: interrupt you right there because there's a way that you can balance the both of them. And obviously, you can't make an NFL podcast three times, or you can't make an NFL co- podcast five times a week in off season, right? It'd just be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, you can still be posting a lot. And what I mean by that is you look at all of the channels and platforms that you have access to where you can distribute content from YouTube to Apple, to Spotify, to Twitter, to Instagram. A piece of content doesn't just mean one hour long podcast episode, right? That is a very big piece of content and those are very important, right? So you can post those to YouTube and Anchor and they'll send them out everywhere else obviously, right? But at the same time, you can be taking clips from each show, you can be breaking down the show into segments so that you can take little two-minute chunks, five-minute chunks, eight-minute chunks, putting those on YouTube too, taking 30-second clips, putting it on Instagram, taking the same exact video and putting it on Twitter. And then before you know it, you're, you're only recording one podcast a week. The best podcast that you can possibly create with the highest of quality, you're getting 30 to 50 pieces of content out of that single large piece of content. So you can do both. That's something we've, we've talked
1: about in the past um i i've been trying to figure out how to do the video editing stuff it's, it's a little bit harder than i thought um but we do have, we have instagram um set up that we post all the information from the show on and then we also have a twitter and uh a, a couple of other TikTok social media platforms that we, yeah we're going to and- We
2: we have tiktok we haven't we haven't started putting content on it yet the instagram well, I would...
0: I would Spotify recommend that, all that would things. be the first place that you try and you know those little clips that I was telling you about. What mm-hmm. are yeah. what you can do right after the show ends is you can go to your YouTube or wherever you post your podcast. Um, what I do is like I'll I'll post a, or I'll record a podcast via Zoom. I'll upload the audio to Anchor. I'll upload the full thing to YouTube. What you can do if you do that, whip out your phone, start recording your computer screen for thirty seconds. All the the, you know, a really good sound bite that you have in your podcast, literally upload it to TikTok and you can have zero followers and you can get ten thousand listens on it.
1: Mm-hmm. That that and nice you can't class. do that on
0: Instagram or Twitter or YouTube. Like that was how that, my first video on TikTok blew up. I have maybe like a hundred or two hundred followers, just a video that got a million views. I think it's like a four million now or something, I haven't even checked? But I don't know it's crazy and you guys need Mm -hmm. to be on it ASAP. You've got what, like
2: 10,000 TikTok followers or something like that, right?
0: Yeah. Um, like 10, yeah, 10,000, a little bit upwards of 10,000. And I haven't even been working on posting much on it. Um, you know, obviously like I have a very small concentrated group of highly engaged followers who like reach out to me still, and they'll like all my Instagram stuff and all my tweets and they'll buy my clothes and whatever. And that's why we do it, right? To build those connections. And so I don't care about the 10,000 followers. I care about the people who really take the time to listen and hear everything you have to say. And going back to posting content more consistently and posting as much as you can. Whenever I started straying away from the traditional content I made that was performing really well, and I started giving people an insight into my daily life, into what my lifts look like in the gym, into my personal life, into mental health, a lot of people started realizing, oh, this guy is not only post something that I'm interested about, which was the NFL, but he's got a really good stuff to say. And that's when people become like really true followers of you and your brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um,
1: I always feel like I was I felt like well, Colton. I feel like Colton's a little bit more interesting than me. He does more interesting sports and he's he's actually like he's pretty good at basketball. Um, and that's like, you know, stuff you can talk about. But that's that's something we can definitely try and get into and and posting more like real life stuff than just just mm-hmm. NFL content and and stuff like that. That's a <laughs>
2: that's definitely <laughs> an area that we can we can yeah. improve in, because while we always like, you know, before every episode, we always go into some sort of segment about our weeks and like how we're doing. And obviously, that's a little bit of an insight into our lives on the podcast. But mm-hmm. like you were talking about before, like audience and reaches and all just coming from the hour long podcast, like obviously a little bit more things about just our life and both of the stuff that we do on all the other platforms could definitely get a long way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: absolutely right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So Joe, what, 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 was your next question we
1: had? Um, yeah. So, so it was one thing you would have changed like at the beginning of like your, your, your brand growth or whatever. I, this is kind of, this isn't a very good question. I'm not going to lie, but, um, this is like, I feel like this is something that's also asked pretty frequently. So, um, Like if there's one thing you would, you would have changed,
0: what would you, what would you change? No, that's a, it's a very good question because the way that you learn somebody who's done something that you want to do is you learn from their mistakes. So you don't have to do them. And so, although I, I say that, um, everything I did was for a reason and it's guided me to the path where I'm on right now. Uh, there are still definitely mistakes that I realize that I've made. And so the first thing I would have done right off the bat is I would have stopped looking at the number of followers and views and listens that I had, because what I was trying to do is I was trying to, you know, we were thinking of ways before we had even started our first podcast episode, we were trying to think of ways to get a hundred thousand views. And we were just fighting a losing race. We were fighting a losing battle. There's no point in doing that. We hadn't even made a show yet. We didn't even know if we liked doing it yet. So That's one thing that I would change is I would just start putting out content for the sake of putting out content, not caring about how many people saw it yet. Because I know in the future when I'm, you know, 40, 50 years old, um, I'll have episodes that cross a million plays, 10 million plays. That doesn't really matter right now. Um, You know, obviously I don't have that reach and I don't have the capability and the tools to be able to do that. But one day I will. Um, But the important thing is just starting finding out what you're good at, finding out what you like to do. That's the most important thing. And then sticking with it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
2: Because even, you know, obviously, as everybody wants to make it and some of us are more opt than others, um, like not everybody will. And if they say we don't make it and say, you know, nothing ever comes of this then our, you know, 10 listeners or whatever. And that's, you know, all we, all we cap out at, you know, 50 years in the future, we're not going to look back and we're not going to look back and, and whine that we only had 10 listeners you know, if we're putting everything into trying to get listeners and we don't get it, we're going to look back and one that uh, mm-hmm. we were not having fun with the show and we weren't doing the things yeah. we loved and it wasn't and, it wasn't good for us.
0: And see, even if you do only have 10 episodes or 10 listens on each one of your episodes for 50 years to come, I mean, you got to think about what your goal is. You got to think about if you want that reach, if you want to build something like of massive magnitude like that, you got to think about how quickly you want to do it. But some of the other things that you can think about is, okay, if you've got 10 listeners who are consistent, you know, they watch you, they watch the whole thing, um, all 50 minutes or whatever, all the way through every single week. Um, those are going to be like, obviously really solid fans of yours, right? Well, maybe one of them owns a $50 million a year business. And they need somebody to take the sports games with them. They get season tickets to watch, you know, your favorite football team or whatever, and they want to send them to you and they just go send you out. And then guess what? They start a sports marketing company and they look at you and they say, Oh man, I watched them for 30 years. They're amazing. They know everything about sports. I need them involved in this company. And Then they hire you. Like there's just so many opportunities and so many doors that are out there. Um, so don't think that just because you've got 10, views um on a podcast that it's not going to pay off because one episode that we recorded had like eight views as a business podcast i recorded with mike and that podcast with eight views turned into a client that i got and they're doing like i was telling you earlier almost north of a million dollars a month in sales revenue so eight views (laughs) yeah that's definitely something that
2: like people like an entrepreneur like yourself is a lot more apt to think about than, than guys like us, you know, when we, you know, a lot of times people, whether it be us or not, just in the, you know, the podcasting business and you know, all the social media business and stuff. And they look at the numbers and maybe the numbers aren't where they think they should be and where they want to be. They don't, you know, it's it's hard sometimes to think of it, like you just said, just as terms of like every single person is a potential for an opportunity. Mm-hmm. right? Like a, a, every single person could just be that something that opens a door to something a lot bigger, like just, stuff that doesn't get thought about as much. So
0: yeah, for sure. Well, we I got to share with you guys. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
2: It's it's. so we've had some very eye opening information, <laughs> definitely stuff that I never would have thought of at least. And just yeah. stuff that my 17 year old brain is not experienced at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, so I, I guess you kind of already answered this question. I, this one, you've already mentioned um, a lot of, <laughs> of information on, so, so what do you think is the most important part of like brand growth? Like what's the, what's the most important thing? If like, if there's one thing you need to do, what, what's that one thing?
0: So that's a question that has a lot of moving pieces involved because we're talking about different brands here. Cause I, for one, run a lot of businesses that aren't in the same niche, right? So I got to do different things depending on who my audience is, depending on what my offer is, but everything that's involved and what I do in business, whether that be um, a marketing agency or a sports podcast network, or you know, I've done things like car detailing, and um, you know, obviously, clothes is the one thing that I do in every single one of my businesses is social media, and learning how to post on social media, learning how to be consistent and post. Tons of content has been an absolute game changer for brand growth. And if you think about it, it makes completely logical sense because on the internet, you have access to everybody for free. And going back to what I was telling you on TikTok earlier, you can have zero followers and post a video that gets a million views. You can pay to get a million views on an ad and spend thousands of dollars on it. On TikTok, you can do it for free. So posting on social media, learning which platforms are better suited to whatever your brand is. Um, leveraging the platform, leveraging its features, leveraging its reach, um, that's really the way to go. So social media is definitely key to growing a brand and even going beyond that is knowing which platform to use for which business, because I'm not going to go on LinkedIn and post about how I'm selling my own brand of clothes and trying to get people to buy my clothes. But what I would do on LinkedIn is I would show people, oh, here's how I'm using social media to sell my clothes. Well, on the back end of that saying, look, I can help you do the same thing. So I'm not going to sell you clothes, but I can sell you on a service that's going to help you to sell more clothes. Does that make sense?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the whole social media thing is always just something that, like product of the times, you know, is what they say. Like, you know, not that. that's just a good thing about having someone like yourself that's so young on here. It's like you get a lot of these, you know, people that are going to come help you grow or whatever it is and a lot older, they don't want they don't, know. They, don't, they don't know about that stuff. They come on there and they tell you to do whatever, try to get the word out there through word of mouth. And obviously word of mouth is a good thing, but social media is just like a humongous resource that we have to our, to our fingertips that you obviously can be taken advantage of in any capacity. And it's seemingly like a win-win situation, right? It's, it's like, especially with like TikTok and such, like you're saying that like, you could just get a million views for so easily by doing the same stuff that you're doing on any other platform for free. Mm-hmm. It's just- it's just a really like simple, simple thing that, you know, doesn't get thought about as much just because it's somewhat big of a part of our everyday lives at this point, And we don't understand how like big of a
1: resource it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, that's what I always feel like um, as well, that it's, it's so, it's kind of like random how just stuff like just randomly just kind of goes off and, and gets extremely popular. And then you, you know, you're kind of a, a trendsetter or whatnot. That's not as big of a deal, but you get your name out there and you become a, mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of become a, um, uh, just a more well-known person like that. So, mm-hmm. um, this, <laughs> this is a question I just kind of thought up on the fly. So, so obviously you're big into to fitness and health mm-hmm. and why not. So I'm <laughs> just, just, um, at, at the place I'm in with my life, kind of, I, I like to lose some weight and, um, I, I can kind of assume just Colton plays basketball. He's a little bit smaller built. He is, um, he, he might want to gain some weight. So what would you, what's your, like, what's your advice on, going along with that?
0: Yeah, so I definitely am big into health and fitness. In fact, I started taking it incredibly seriously in seventh grade, where I would like start doing my own research. My dad used to be a certified physical trainer. So obviously, he was able to help me too. Um, and I was able to ask him a lot of things. And he was able to point me in some really good directions. But I started really taking it seriously because of sports, because I wanted to be better at sports. And I'm not very tall. Okay, Like I'm not 6'3", and I didn't run up four, 4 40 coming out of the womb. So, uh, I mean, I had to put in a considerable, considerable amount of work to be good at sports and to really stand out. So that's the first step, is to start taking the initiative into your own hands and recognizing that if you're going to make a change, that it's got to be on you. Um, then some of the advice that I can give you, um, for one, losing weight – is there's this very important and easy concept that you've got to understand about losing weight, and the only way that you can lose weight is if you're eating less calories than um, than your like what your body requires of you. So what I would recommend you do is look up TDEE calculator on Google. Okay, it's a total daily energy expenditure calculator. It's going to tell you after you input some information how many calories your body requires to stay the same weight and it's really simple after that because if you're trying to lose weight then you need to be eating less calories than your tdee and if you want to gain weight then you need to be eating more calories than your tdee other than that i mean nutrition is first and foremost one of the most important parts of losing or gaining weight and then as is equally important is how much time you're actually dedicating to your fitness. Like, are you lifting weights? Are you running? Are you getting your cardio? Are you actually putting in the work?
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I can tell, yeah, like you, you definitely put a lot of work, you make a lot of content about your lifting and your, your new, um, achievements, I guess, (laughs) and your new, new PRs and whatnot. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, that,
2: that's good stuff. Definitely. I'm I'm somebody that's just trying to get back into lifting. I lifted a lot in middle school when I, you know, in sports in middle school, but then as you know, I, I don't, I've shared a couple of times with people. I had an injury that, that sidelined me for a while now that I'm getting back into it. You know, now that we're in the off season, I'm definitely trying, I'm, I'm getting in the weight room a little bit more running getting my cardio and trying to, trying to lift and just get back into that whole thing. And yeah, definitely uh, the, the whole TDE thing is going to be very helpful for somebody that's trying to trying to gain some weight, put on a little bit of muscle here. I'm, um, I'm pretty uh, underweight currently. So it's that's definitely a, it's something that I'm going to need to look into here in the next day. Yeah.
1: I'm not exactly the most, um, the most, the, the most effective body shape or body composition <laughs> to run track. I'm like six, one and like two twelve. Um, I've always been like a little bit overweight, just like, it just seems like it's always been like that. Uh, but and in recent years I've I've cut down a little bit, but I got, if I want to be good at track, I really need to like, I need to get like below 200 pounds. Uh, and that's, that's going to be hard, but like, I feel like it's, I feel like it's not that hard out of reach. Yeah. And then yeah. being able to figure out that, that target number of calories I need to be below is definitely is very useful.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm the same fair. way with basketball. Um, uh, you know, I play, but obviously you don't think of a basketball player. I'm like five eight, one twenty four 124 pounds. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm underweight. I'm pretty small. So it's definitely, It's a struggle sometimes where we're we're making strides.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm the same height and I played basketball too. Uh, Luckily for me, since i spent so much time in the weight room and in the gym, I didn't weigh 124. I weighed um, um, 205 back in my senior year playing football. Wow. Um, I didn't even learn about the TDEE until this past year, to be honest with you guys. But I I was always able to like, Put on a lot of muscle um you know maintain a relatively solid body composition just by eating right eating the right foods uh, obviously my mom cooked for me she doesn't anymore unfortunately now that i'm out on my own so that's been a struggle but um yeah that tdee is going to be a game changer for both of you had i known about it earlier i mean I would have been on it way sooner than i than i was obviously i was just kind of shooting in the dark to be honest, I was just you know lifting weights and eating as much as humanly possible. That way, I could play linebacker my senior year because um, I went from well, I played running back and free safety my junior year, and then running back and linebacker my senior year. So I needed to put on a good amount of weight, even though I already weighed like 180, which is still pretty solid and built for my height. Um, you know, offensive tackles are no joke. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I definitely had to. I mean trying to get over 200 pounds, like I was saying, I was just eating so much. And even though I was like a lot bigger and, um, I obviously had more mass, uh, I, I look and feel better now than I did back then, even though I'm like smaller, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm telling you guys that TDE is going to change your life. Just, um, definitely don't forget to look those up and stay consistent with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah yeah that's, oh, that's yeah, a,
2: definitely
1: I, I I was gonna say something but I uh slipped my mind
2: uh so, hey, so I mean, if I gotta eat more food uh, uh it doesn't sound like a bad deal to me yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's I don't know it's always been like I, I see I've always been kind of a struggle to lose weight uh and there was one time like in eighth grade I just got like some like random like I just randomly got sick basically and I got like really sick and I like lost like 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 13 pounds <laughs> or I don't know, actually know how much how much weight I lost but it was it was like it was at least 10 um over the course of like five days because and after that but like it, I, like my I gained weight so so easily oh wait now I remember what I was gonna say I was gonna mention but I was gonna say about how like I like I cannot gain muscle mass in like my upper body but like my legs I can get my like I can strengthen my legs very easily that's I don't know how that works out. A lot of, a lot of genetics, but you're, you're a big, you're a big leg, leg lifter, right?
0: Just, uh, so I, I do, I lift six days a week. Um, my split is on the first day I'll train chest and triceps. The second day I'll train my back and my biceps. And shoulders and the third day I'll train my legs and then I repeat it for three more days after that I'm off on the seventh day so I train all of my muscle groups equally um, with an emphasis on progressive overload meaning that each time I'm in the gym lifting I'm trying to get stronger I'm not just do- in there um, doing reps for the sake of doing reps you know I'm trying to push myself and push my body to get stronger and that's the best way that your body can um, adapt to trying to grow muscle so Focus on getting, getting stronger in upper body lifts. Um, and then, like I said, just make sure that you're getting the right nutrients that your body needs, um, not only your calories, but protein especially. You should be gunning for at least one gram of protein for per pound of body weight that you have. So like for me, I weigh about 170. So I try and get 170 grams of protein a day. Um, but it's going to take time. You know, like I've been lifting since, I mean, really taking it seriously, like I said, since like the seventh grade and it's going to take time for sure. But once you get that nice little sweet spot of, you know, just a a really good percentage of body fat and you're able to lift and get stronger and work on your strength, you'll start looking pretty good. (laughs) I guess that was a little bit of a, of,
1: um we went off topic there a little bit from, a, from the business talk,
0: but. Oh, um, it, it doesn't matter to me. Cause what I'm going to do is like, I told you earlier, I'm just going to take that snippet right there. And I'm going to post that on like YouTube or something like the advice that I was giving about fitness, because mm-hmm. guess what, not only do my followers like to listen about the NFL, they like what I say about fitness. So, uh, it doesn't matter to me. It's a win-win for me at least. I don't know for <laughs> you guys. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. it's, it's for her. here. Do, do you want me to like, I can make like a, a Google drive link and send this to you if you want me to. Yeah, I, of course I, I do. Oh, That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. I can do that for you. <laughs> um, so, so this is the end. I, well,
2: I do have one thing before, Sorry. before we come to an end, you, we, we all know we're, we're an NFL podcast here, right? We, we all know this. And these guys know us. We, we, we give our opinions every single day. They know we're, we're both Steelers fans. We just did a list like uh, this week or last week about our favorite players, just a little randomly. I know you your your branch of podcasts includes some sports podcasts. You got some some Madden con- content up a little bit. Do you have a favorite a favorite NFL team or a favorite player or something? Yeah, I sorts? do. I do
0: have a favorite NFL team. Disclaimer though, my loyalty lies with college football, and I Ooh. prefer college football more than any other sport in the world. I'm a huge Texas Longhorns mm-hmm. fan. But as far as the NFL, uh, I don't know, man, I'm, 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 a, I'm a West
2: Virginia fan. We, we love our horns. To oh, wow.
0: Too. Yeah. Well, get your own sign and then we'll talk. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, so my grandpa was from Pennsylvania Ooh. and he was not a Steelers fan. However, he uh. is an Eagles fan. So I ride with the birds. My favorite player is Colt McCoy. Even though he is I uh, respect not, that. not as widely recognized by a lot of people, but I uh, he's one of my role models growing up, just with my faith, my love for sports and football, and with the Longhorns. So uh, he'll always yeah. be my favorite player. I gotta uh,
2: respect that he he got some starts last year.
0: Yeah, he did for I, New York. He, he was going to take the Giants to the playoffs had they not um, had Danny Dimes not come back healthy again. I think he went two and one. What
2: they they could have made the playoffs still, but then yeah. the Eagle, your Eagles went kind of haywire and benched Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld in the last game, and yeah. things things went a little haywire after that.
0: But. It, anything to keep Dallas out of the postseason, I guess.
2: I, I agree with that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I like college sports are like kind of has
1: a special place. Like I, I've never really watched that much, but watching it, it definitely has a really cool vibe. That's why I was like, it, I don't know. It might be it's because the players don't get paid or something, but like, it always seems like it's, I don't know. Like, like it's, it's a little bit more like wholesome. I feel like but they're not so worried about the money and the injuries and whatnot. Maybe that's just me. I definitely
2: work harder. That's yeah. what I, that's what I like. That's what most people that I see that are big fans of college football. They work harder because they got you know obviously they're trying to make their dreams come true. The NFL, a lot of those guys, you know, they already made it. They did, you know, they got there. They got their money. Yeah, that's the end of it. The, you know obviously college football, every single player's there with a, with a dream to go pro. And it's my thing. I I, I do like college football. It's a, it's very fun to watch. It's always you know high scoring, really interesting football games come down to the wire a lot. But the thing is, it's so tough for me to watch a college, college football, knowing that like three to four years, all these players aren't going to be on this team anymore. Like it's, it's so tough to know that like, I like I, I watched college football and I have this player I love for me. I'm a West Virginia fan. Um, like I said, but one player in college, I absolutely loved Minka Fitzpatrick in college. He was my favorite player. He ended up coming to to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's Obviously, when I'm full circle, I'm, I'm very happy about that. But it was so tough, like, watching college football and Minka Fitzpatrick being my favorite player, and I loved him so much. And then it's just like, well, if I was an Alabama fan, knowing that, like, well, I've only got him for one more year and then he's out the door. So, like, that's that, that the toughest part of college sports for me.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't necessarily struggle with that too much. Um, I would say the reason why I enjoy college football more than the NFL is because just the traditions, the pageantries, the rivalries. Uh, you know, I grew up blessed being a Texas fan, and they were pretty um, good when I was young. Not so much the past half decade or full decade, come to think about it. Um, but, I mean, the rivalries with Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, all those crazy games. And, you know, the schools hate each other, and I would never date know you sooner. Um Ooh you know so it's just little things like that that are just awesome to me and you know I just don't have that same feeling for the NFL
2: yeah yeah that is that is true especially like
0: college football is a lot more competitive and
2: the fans are definitely more passionate uh, I, I can say that for sure and the NFL there's rivalries in the NFL obviously like the Packers and the Bears have a crazy rivalry Also, mm-hmm. uh, Steelers fans always have rivalries with Baltimore but there never is they're never as competitive as college football rivalries. Like you said, like Texas versus Oklahoma is a huge Michigan or Michigan versus Michigan state, obviously Ohio state versus Michigan, Pitt and West Virginia. some of these, <laughs> Pitt, and, hmm, Pitt and West Virginia. Yes. <laughs> Just, yeah, the, the, rivalries, the rivalries are, are pretty, are pretty intense there. And I, that, that's always been one of my favorite parts about college football as well, seeing all these passionate fans. It's definitely, it's definitely nice.
1: Yeah, that's something that's really cool about it. I, awesome. I, I don't know. I'm I'm a big NFL guy, of course, but um, I do they, I do like to watch a Pitt game every once in a while, especially when they're beating up on West Virginia. That's a that's a joke. We uh, haven't made that joke in a while, but
2: um, well, they awesome. they are now. West Virginia and football is very bad. Basketball, we're pretty yeah. we're pretty good. Uh, basketball, well, I don't.
0: Pretty solid this year in basketball. Yeah, they're the three
1: seed in March
2: Madness. I, I don't think I see Pitt anywhere on the bracket. If I'm if I'm Ooh. being honest.
1: That one, that's a low blow right there. <laughs> no. Um, so, so I guess on to, on to the last little thing here. So beforehand you mentioned
0: sports Instagram accounts and stuff like yeah, that. Yes. And you had a, an a opinion on that. So. For sure, yeah. So last little bit here is, um, you know, crazy story actually. I was telling you about how I record podcasts, business podcasts with my friend Mike. Um, Michael and I had this Twitter page back when we were like in sixth or seventh grade. So we were like 12 or 13 years old. And we grew that page to like 60,000 followers or something oh, crazy wow. like that. And, um, sold it at the time for way too little money. We didn't realize at the time, like the power social media had. And that if we still had it today, it probably would be North of half a million followers. And we'd be running ads and sponsorships and all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, That is a really interesting game to get into posting sports content. And, you know, one of the things that really sparked that growth was being super active on the platform, engaging with a lot of people, tweeting all the time, following people who were active sports fans. Like we would literally go and stalk the NFL's tweets and everybody who liked their tweet, like every 30 minutes or so, we just go and follow all of them during the drafts we would be tweeting every pick we'd be tweeting game um you know like play by play for big games or whatever so it can be lucrative and obviously like uh, an account with 500,000 followers on twitter and you know being able to have so much traffic and start running ads can be really profitable and even just building a brand around it but it does take some work um but that was something that i wanted to run by you guys because i mean i feel like that would be something that you guys could get into even just to learn you know like, to get a, get a feel of all the different platforms start posting without having to you know even post anything about yourselves you're just like covering sports and whatnot it'd be a really fun project for you guys to not only learn from but to see if you guys can actually make some um progress in that world
2: yeah yeah cool. and that's definitely something I'm i'm interested in because like i said i'm I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm a big fan of making the, you know, edits or whatever, whatever you want to call it, the graphics for the Instagram accounts and stuff like that. That's, that's kind of been, been my, my big role in production here. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, yeah, that's something I'm definitely interested in just uh, following a bunch of people, like you said, and just trying to make those connections. And, and I mean, obviously like you, we talked about before, like you're, you're a big proprietor of quantity over quality, you know, just posting, you know, just keep posting, you know, like a a lot of the news we talked about here could easily, easily go on there and get get, some reaches or whatever
1: that's supposed to be he posted like the the information from the shows i'm supposed to post the news but i i've kind of let down there i've kind of slacked a little bit so i have to apologize
2: (laughs) well i can do it too i mean it's not like a one-man job i mean it's definitely something that it could go either way like easily enough it's i'm a big fan of the instagram stuff and i'll definitely uh, that's definitely something i'm just going to start more more quantity on there because generally, I just post on there like when we have an when we have an episode, which is about three times a week, and it'll be like kind of an extension of the episode where you know we'll, we we explain everything on the episode and just kind of give you the information on the Instagram. So where it is like where we would give our like how we, we're doing a series currently about our season analysis for every different team. We go division by division, and that's like one episode per week is like an analysis of the season where we'll give like kind of talk about well on the show we talk about like the ranks offensively defensively and just like our takes from it and then we give our mvps and defensive player of the years and our awards to it and then just give our analysis of the team you know how they're doing what they should do for the future then, and that's where all the the explanation analysis comes in But then on the instagram we just throw the mvps and defensive player of the years or whatever on there and then just like a couple bullet points on there but definitely just more than just like the episode title or like more than just the main point of the episode like the bigger news definitely could could easily get posted on there and just a lot of stuff that that hasn't been been necessarily thought of or something that could definitely go a long way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I always I liked it. Um I don't know why. It's just like it just hasn't been too much fun to, <laughs> to me to like be posting on my my Steelers Instagram account. Um but I feel like yeah it's definitely a good idea. I am gonna start posting on Twitter and and YouTube and, and TikTok like you mentioned you have a lot of a lot of upside there as far as um, blowing up. So, so that's, that's definitely a plan going forward.
0: Sure. Yeah. And and don't forget this um, about this quality versus quantity piece that I keep bringing up is the only time you miss the only time you throw up a shot and you miss, it only matters when you're literally in a competition, right? And football Mm -hmm and incompletion matters because it means a loss of down. In basketball, it matters because you missed a shot. The other team gets the rebound, they got the possession. In life, missing doesn't matter. Nobody's keeping score. Just keep shooting the ball. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Who cares if you fail 100 times? I'd rather fail 100 times and win 50 times than fail one time and win three times.
2: Yeah, that's always something that I come back to when I'm – you know, whatever it may be, whether I'm thinking about doing something or, or whatever, that's always something that I come back to is I always am somebody that tries to look at things from the bigger picture and like 50 years from now, like obviously 50 years from now, I'm not going to look back and I'm not going to, you know, I'm I'm not going to be angry if I tried something and it failed, you know, I'm going to be a, I can look back on that and laugh and I already, you know, have stuff that I look back on and laugh because it was so dumb or it didn't work or whatever, but 50 years from now, like I won't be mad that I tried something and didn't work. I would just be mad that yeah, I didn't try. I didn't have the guts to try it, or whatever. I didn't. I never took my shot because obviously the, the kind of quote this become cliche at this point. You know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. But really diving into that, like, I mean, it, it couldn't ring truer.
1: So um, something like popped up, and I said, "It that there's unlimited time here. I don't know why. It just kind of gifted that to us. So, um, I guess." I want to talk about your like your your clothes designs because I you you posted a bunch about that and you made a website yeah you uh, I, to some extent a website was constructed <laughs> I, I I couldn't follow that like for some reason I th- didn't know if you were making it or if someone made it for you or something either way um, I was I thought you were, like you had a very clean um, t-shirt design I saw you actually wearing it like just you like stood up for some um, yeah a varied, yeah, like-
0: yeah I've got um, a shirt for every day of the week uh, I've got. <laughs> an order actually that was placed, um, uh, two days ago. So those should be coming in soon. And then I'm going to ship out my orders. Obviously I'm going to take some for myself that way I can rock them in the gym and at home and out on the streets and whatnot. But yeah, I did, I built the web, the website myself. Uh, kind of like a little side project that I started in December just to slowly start growing this clothing brand. Um, the, the way I designed it was actually a connection that I have. I gave her a call and said I needed somebody to make clothes for me. She put me in touch with this lady who's been a real help throughout the entire process. Uh, so basically, anytime I want to place an order, I give her a call. I say, hey, what's available? Can we make this happen? She works me through the process. She helps me out. She actually sources the products from a different company. She gets them at her place, and then she takes them to go get printed or whatever, and then she sends them back to me. And, um, that's how that goes. I made the website, um, that way, actually the first order that I did, I was just taking orders through like Venmo. Like I was posting on my Instagram and Snapchat and people were like, Hey, how can I buy one? I was just like, um, here's my Venmo. <laughs> now I made out a, a full website. And for my second drop, I only made the site available for like a week or so. Um, that way I could get all those orders up front. And, um, you know, know exactly how many I needed to buy instead of just guessing, uh, it, it went pretty well. I'm excited for those to come in so I can get them out into the right hands and, um, probably be launching my next one probably in April, maybe June. We'll see. Well,
1: I, I was, I'm hoping to get, get a t-shirt or so that I thought they looked look nice, but, um, where I was going with that it. was that I made a t-shirt design for like just randomly for like my Steelers Instagram account. And, um, it just like i thought it looked cool so maybe maybe I'll, I'll dm that to you and you can take a look at it like uh you know obviously you wouldn't have to use it but i just think it looks cool <laughs>
0: cool yeah i'd love to see it
2: your your clothing brand is named cortex am i right about that
0: right yes sir
2: all right so yeah we'll definitely we'll, we'll have that we'll, we'll try to have that linked or be on our instagram story something like that if you guys want to check that out that's definitely i saw the designs it definitely is, is some clean looking stuff
0: i uh, appreciate it man yeah and uh it's um, a process. It's a process for sure, but it's something that I want to stick around for a long time. So I'm in no rush to make a million dollars a month with it anytime soon. Just yeah, you know, something I'm doing on the side to build out because I'm passionate about it. I want it to be around for a long time. So I'm taking my time with it.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's what it is. The best the best entrepreneurs that aren't just in it for you know to make millions and millions of dollars in it, doing things that they love, doing things that they're passionate about, and that's obviously where the quality comes from, you know, because you can you can definitely tell when there's any sort of product that isn't really cared about whether they're not necessarily passionate about it. There's just there's a different feel. There's definitely something that you can tell with well, with any product really, whether the person is is really passionate about it or not. And that's obviously the the best entrepreneurs are the ones that are passionate about what they're doing in every case.
0: I agree. I agree. I come into a lot of uh, I'm in contact with a lot of different entrepreneurs, some successful, some not so successful. And I would definitely have to agree with that. The most successful, not always the ones who make the most amount of money, but the people who are the happiest. And that's really all that matters in this life anyways.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Very well said. Very well said.
1: Um, so I guess I guess since we have this extra time, if you're not busy, I don't actually know. I have no clue. Oh, you live in Texas, right? Just, yeah.
2: yeah
1: exactly. So I'm not, I'm not sure, like, what time it is there. But if you're not too busy and you're not, you're not getting tired, I want to know your opinion. Who do you think is the GOAT in basketball, Michael Jordan or LeBron James, mm-hmm. just just for fun, just, uh, just at the end here?
0: Michael
1: Jordan, 101 times out of 100. Yeah. That's, that was yeah. before, too. Because um, I've
2: said I'm – I told you I'm a Steelers fan, but I haven't said yet. I'm actually a diehard Chicago Bulls fan as well from since, like, 2014 or so. We, we were really bad. Um, we haven't had a winning record since I've been watching, I don't think. But you know what? We stick with the process. Aquavine's an all-star. i really got That's, to respect the Michael Jordan The
0: actually played the Bulls today, and last time I checked at halftime, Chicago was – We
2: were winning last time I checked as well.
0: It was. So, um, yeah, Michael Jordan's the GOAT. There's really no debate. I actually don't think LeBron is second best either, I think. Ooh. Tim duncan is number two jimmy
2: d uh, from the spurs fan i got
0: yeah Timmy d uh, the big uh, fundamental biased but uh <laughs> definitely sound argument there the only argument that i can give you is for michael jordan is he cared more about winning than looking the part like um the other proclaimed goat that the other people say <laughs> is lebron james um Michael Jordan is just a bona fide winner. He's a killer. Mm-hmm. He's got a different mindset than anybody else. He wants to destroy the ever living soul out of each one of his opponents and will stop at nothing to do so. And that's the mark of the greatest athlete of all time.
2: True, true. There's definitely, in my opinion, only one player that ever has been able to come close to matching Michael Jordan's mentality. And obviously, that would be uh, the black mom of Kobe Bryant. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, MJ is. is definitely the goat in my opinion the thing that i always come back to and i know your people in the goat conversation don't like to talk about it because it's not stats or whatever like i always think it always just irks me knowing that like lebron james like he's in cleveland he knows it won't work He, he goes to the you know the big three in miami or then he's in the lakers and or even he goes back to Cleveland and people talk about how he has no help. And then, you know, he, he makes a trade to get Kyrie Irving, you know, basically commands trades for Kevin Love, who at that time was 25 and 10 perennial type of guy goes to Los Angeles and just, you know, basically manipulating the, the GMs and such to get Anthony Davis. And it's just Michael Jordan. He's there. He has his guys. And if you watched the last dance documentary, you guys know that just like when things didn't work out with his guys, he wasn't out trying to shop around for new guys. He was, he was getting those guys in the gym and trying to win with what he had, win with the guys that were in the building, and that's always what—that's always something that, in my mind, comes up when I think about the
0: debate. I can't agree more. I have nothing else to say on that subject. I think you nailed it right on the head.
1: I'm—I'm—I don't know much about the NBA. That's kind of a a thing there. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm te- I'm technically an Indiana Pacers fan. I—I, I, but like I'm—I don't really live that close to Indiana, and. I just one day I was just like, I want to get into the NBA. So I just looked up like a the whole list of the NBA teams and I was like, that's I just thought it was a cool color scheme. And they had a relatively good record at the time. So it worked worked out good. I they're on the come up too. They've got Levert coming back off um off his injury. So and Warren, TJ Warren's coming back soon too. So but Yeah. I, I you, honestly you, you've,
2: you've turned me on to the Pacers. Before before you, you know, before we started this podcast, I never liked the Pacers. But obviously you're talking about him a lot. It, it, yeah, I have a respect for the Pacers at this point that I did not have
1: before. <laughs> uh, that, that that doesn't yeah, I don't
2: really know why I'm a Bulls fan. I never really knew. I think it's just Derek Rose. It all it's kind of a blur because when I first started, you know, being a Bulls fan, I wasn't necessarily nearly as immersed in the NBA culture as I am currently. <laughs> and it's kind of all one big blur from like the transition period from zero basketball at all to where I am today, where it's like, you know, I'm watching NBA games every single night. It's just like, I, it's, it's Derek Rose, but I don't, I know Derek Rose was the reason, but I, I have no clue how I came upon this Derek. Rose. Like I have no clue why, like watching the NBA, like all of a sudden, because when I first started watching, Derek Rose was injured. He had his like ACL, MCL injuries, the, 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 those couple of seasons. So I really don't know. I don't understand why Derek Rose was just the guy that I gravitated towards when I didn't know much about the NBA, but, um, uh, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I'm a bulls fan Rep in shy town though. I live in, um, <laughs> in Pennsylvania. I <laughs> went to Chicago one time two like two or three summers ago. My buddy is from, is from uh, Chicago. He was born in the Illinois area and I went there with him for like a couple weeks and the bulls were really bad. This was like, like, we're like a little bit below 500 right now. We were like atrocious at the time and I went to Chicago and I, for one, I had to search around like a lot to find a Chicago Bulls jersey from a current player. Um, and I wanted a Lowry marken jersey and I, and I got one. They only had it in like in like a large. And at the time I, I wear medium. So I, it's big on me. I've got this Lowry marketing jersey and I'm in Chicago and I'm getting hate for wearing a Lowry marken jersey in Chicago. I'm, I'm getting hate in Chicago. Like people are like yelling at me walking down the street for wearing a bulls jersey that's how bad they were like you think chicago is this passionate fan base like i'm in a chicago bulls jersey and my buddy who i'm with is a utah jazz fan wearing a donovan mitchell jersey walking around and if you if you know about basketball you know the bulls fans and the jazz fans usually don't get along because of the the 98 finals and you know carl malone john stockton versus jordan's bulls and I'm in Chicago. He's wearing a Utah Jazz jersey, and he's not getting any slander. And I'm wearing a Lowry Markin jersey, and I'm getting people yelling at me like, the Bulls suck. I screw Lowry Markin. I'm in Chicago. I'm starstruck.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a toxic city to be in. I'm glad San Antonio that uh-huh. like that. I'm glad San Antonio oh, has been pretty consistent since they've been in the league, for one.
2: Yeah. San Antonio and the Pacers, to be honest, those are both two teams that yeah, it may, may currently not be championship contenders, but they're never going to be bad. They're never going to be like – it's so tough to envision a world where the Pacers or the Spurs are just like below 500 or just like not – or maybe not below 500, but are just like n- in no way like a contender for playoffs or anything. I just can't – I can't imagine that.
0: Yeah. Can't either.
2: <laughs> if nothing else, that's something to be thankful for. I guess we're kind of in the same boat with – as Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we're always in the playoff conversation or in the playoffs. But um for the past, you know, f- four years or so, they were we haven't been championship contenders as sad as it is. And now we're losing all these free agents. My well, our favorite players, Juju Smith Schuster, is is gonna leave us. And it's oh, it's it's sad times this offseason. Next season's gonna be gonna be real rough. And then Big Ben's gonna leave, and then it's gonna be really rough after that. So I'm I'm clutching on to our last, you know nine wins or whatever we can scrape up next season. I'll, I'll be clutching onto it for dear life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. The players were losing right now, but hey, eh. I mean, it could be worse <laughs> a little bit.
2: It could be. It could. Be. Hey, we saw what the Rams did. They had a stack team and then a bunch of people left and they were still pretty good with their couple of big contracts. That's what we're going to be. We're going to have TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick on humongous contracts, and then a bunch of random people and maybe we can go like nine and seven. That's, that's, that's the aspirations at this point. A little bit sad, but um, try to be realistic. Try to.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
2: so with that, is that, that, that I'm,
1: I'm assuming those are the last of the questions you had. Yeah. That was the last of the questions I had. I, I sat around for like, like multiple days, like trying to, not, I guess I didn't just sit around, but I, I thought about it and I like just, I could not think of many questions to ask. So I hope I didn't bore you out too much. (laughs) It was, it was really awesome though. I really think you're a really cool guy. A very, Oh, he just, Oh, he just left. (laughs) Um, (laughs) anyway. Um, so yeah, it was really nice to have you on the show. If you, anytime you are all, you're always welcome to come on here. If you ever want to just hop on a normal episode where we talk sports,
0: that's (laughs) more than you're more than welcome to do. So, um, thank Um, you guys so much for having me on the show too you guys are awesome i'm really glad to make acquaintance with you both i'm looking forward to connecting again in the future man Mm -hmm. yeah all the links to his
1: like his like closed stuff and his social media accounts and his podcast will be in the description of this podcast so you might have to copy and paste them into the browser or something i'm not really sure how that works on spotify to be honest but definitely check him out um very informative and you guys got to learn a lot about the stuff as did we so um with that i mean if there's there's anything else you uh you have to say <laughs> just keep shooting man just keep okay. shooting yep so, so uh colton normally does the the outro but i i don't know what his his wife i'm making so he, he, the classic outro we got to do it uh with that from the colton and joe show we are we are peacing out
0: <laughs> see you
1: guys